Well, it is my privilege in behalf of the mission board to welcome Rob and Sandy Schaefer to our church today. And you folks are going to be privileged to hear what is going on throughout the world today. So we're going to start right off with, how did you become affiliated with our lovely church here? <laughs> Good morning. Uh, my parents were Bob and June Schaefer, and for many years they had a cabin on Lake Nebagman. And so I had the privilege as the favorite son of my father to spend <laughs> many glorious uh, summers up here in Wisconsin Northland. And over the course of time then, my father and mother uh, discovered or, or started to come to Mission Covenant. But I think what really uh, uh, helped uh, solidify the relationship was uh, after the fall of communism in late 1889, uh, uh, my father invited Daryl and another pastor that we knew uh, from a church here in Wisconsin to join him in a trip. Uh, he was going to, well, he asked me to take him and, and Daryl into a trip into Romania. And so in early 90, uh, they flew over and uh, had the privilege of taking Daryl into Romania. He observed the, some of the ministry that I and, and the mission group that I was, we were part of or participating in. And I think that, um, and Daryl therefore got to see uh, firsthand what uh, this special work that was taking place there in Eastern Europe. And um, so when we came back uh, on our next furlough, um, we just uh, spent more time up here at Mission Covenant. And so we thank you. You've been faithful supporters of ours for, for many years now. We really do appreciate it. So uh, my next question is, how did you become a part of missions? Was it the money? Was it <laughs> the food? Uh, how was it? <laughs> well, I will say this in all honesty, and I hope you hear me. I, I was one of those boys sitting in the back row of a church and telling God, I will never become part of missions. No way. Not me, God. I had no interest living in a foreign country, learning a foreign language, or, you know, really doing that kind of, of um, gospel work. I, I just couldn't see myself doing that. Uh, in, uh, in 1976, while I was at going to seminary, I had to fulfill a practical mission assignment. And so I learned of a uh, summer project that was going on. It was the project of taking Bibles and Christian literature and smuggling them into Eastern Europe. So that was in the summer of 76, and several things came out of that trip. Number one, and almost most importantly, I met my wife-to-be on that trip. We were, we were part of the same team and, and traveling um, in different countries, and by God's grace, we never got discovered. And all the literature that we had safely made it into the hands of Christians uh, in different countries. But more importantly, that, I think that was the first time I, I remember walking away saying, wow, this, this is not what I expected at all. And um, went back home, uh, completed my seminary degree, 
Uh, Sandy came back. She was here in Europe, or stayed there in Europe as a short-term single missionary. She came home. We got married in 1978. And in 1980, um, missionary friends of ours that we had gotten to know back in Vienna, Austria, invited us to come over for another short-term mission trip and to um, check out this new um, mission project that was being developed with the specific goal of providing a biblical education for church workers in Eastern Europe, still under communism, and Russia. And so we went over as a married couple in summer of 80. I got to uh, teach at some um, mission, uh, Bible seminars in both Poland and Czechoslovakia. And, and that was another, uh, just God was just raising the interest le- uh, level in my own heart and came away and, and recognized I had uh, a serious decision to make. I was teaching at a small Presbyterian college down in Tennessee at the time. And I was sort of like at a, a fork in the road. If I wanted to continue to teach at a college or seminary, I needed to go on for a PhD in New Testament studies, I, I, I thought to myself. Or we could prayerfully consider going overseas as missionaries. And um, by God's grace, I recognize that I really am not the scholar that it would take to be a, a teacher in, in a higher level of education. At the same time, uh, we prayed, um, talked to family and friends, and we chose and were accepted as missionaries. And in February 1983, we jumped on a plane uh, and uh, left America and flew to Vienna, Austria, and, and that's where we've been ever since. And so, you know, I hope you hear me, parents as well as uh, maybe young boys and girls who are born and say, that's not going to be me. You know, God's got plans and purposes for all of us. And by he's so gracious and kind with us, and he slowly just brings about. We just need a heart that's willing to obey. And I'm going to stand before you now and just say, at this point in my career, I counted a privilege that God has allowed me to be part of his work uh, there in that land uh, of Europe. And so, yeah, I say thank you, God. So the Schaefer's our team. And uh, my next question again is, what is your mission ministry now and ongoing? What kinds of things are you, have you been doing? And we'll turn it over, I guess, to Sandy. I share a little bit. Um, Back under communism, our uh, ministry had its headquarters in Vienna, Austria. And by the way, that's uh, where Daryl came, and he uh, stayed for several nights with us there in Vienna. And my children are all grown now, but they they always say when we're coming here to Poplar to say hi to chicken man. (laughs) And I can imagine that Nathan and Bethany and Naomi know who that is, because that's (laughs) Daryl. You'll have to ask him why. I didn't know that one. (laughs) Um, Our mission was among the first, was really the first in Europe to target women uh, as a potential audience for uh, training, for biblical training, because many of the churches were filled with women, and yet uh, that resource was not being tapped. They were Mm -hmm. 
uh, not given opportunities to study the Bible. They, they could uh, work in the church nursery or uh, provide food and so forth, but they weren't uh, thought of as serious material for, for studying. So our, our ministry really um, had that goal in mind to develop a focus to target women, to train them to teach other women, and to train them to teach uh, children. And it's uh, as soon as we introduced that in, in Eastern Europe, it was very, very uh, successful. Women jumped on the opportunity to do that. And today in uh, Russia, for example, we, we have um, between five and 6,000 women that have taken the study program with us. And in Romania, which is the first country we started in, we have three or 4,000 women that have studied uh, with us as well and are continuing to multiply and, and to teach others. In the Czech Republic and Slovakia and Bulgaria, Hungary, other, mm -hmm. other countries where we work, the numbers are smaller, but they're still uh, really carrying on the the work that they were uh, trained to do. Um, when I went to Europe, I had a degree in English and a degree in Christian education, and I wondered at first how, uh, what opportunities God would provide for me to use the gifts that he had given to me. And uh, we had three girls, so uh, my early years were spent uh, as a homemaker and caring for them and raising them to be disciples of the Lord. and uh, But God opened the doors gradually for me to be involved in uh, writing uh, one or two of the courses that we used for training and also in doing extensive editing work as well as uh, later on doing a lot of teaching and facilitating and uh, teaching women how to lead uh, discussions for themselves. So. I just want to encourage you that whatever gift God has given you, he will make a way for you to use it. He will open doors of opportunity for you. And as uh, one of the songs we sang just said, you know, we need to surrender. We need to just say, okay, Lord, whatever, uh, whatever doors you open for me, um, I want to be willing to say yes and <clears throat> to walk through that door. A couple of the students I have in, <clears throat> in groups in Vienna by the way, we've been uh, operating under Zoom for the last two years under COVID, and since we're not particularly technical, we had to take some training from our mission to learn how to, how to do that, but you can teach an old dog new tricks. <clears throat> so we both somewhat mastered that, and uh, the ladies, the two groups I have in Vienna, one of the ladies moved two years ago to Dubai, and she has found opportunities already to start Bible studies there with, with women. And a lovely lady in my group in Vienna named Angel is from India. And she was shy and quiet, and I didn't really necessarily know uh, if she would do anything with the training. But uh, online, she's developed a, a network of more than 340 students who study with her both in India and in the United Kingdom. So God can take whatever we give, whatever we place in his hands and really multiply it. Uh, and I just, uh, like my husband, we're, we've been thankful to be there. And next year, it'll be 40 years. Um, the mission project that uh, we first joined there in 1983 changed its name in the early 90s as a lot of... Uh, mission agencies seem to be doing, and we took the name In Trust. And it really comes from uh, Paul's last letter 
in which Paul's writing to his, one of his disciples, Timothy. And in the second chapter, the second verse, Paul writes something like this. And you, Timothy, what you have heard me say, entrust to faithful men, and in our context, women also, who will be able to teach others. And that really does capture the essence, the core of our ministry. We're, uh, we're training, we're discipling, and we're also preparing men and women to be released into the ministries that God has called them to. And you'll notice in that verse, there's four generations. There's Paul talking to his disciple, reminding Timothy that he needs to be looking for faithful men and women who he can entrust the gospel message to others who will then pass it on. And so currently, um, Sandy said, uh, due to COVID, we've been doing our, our ministry via uh, Zoom, and I've been in contact with a number of uh, uh, Baptist pastor groups in Slovakia in these last two years, just encouraging, spending time in prayer and fellowship. And one, I think one of the opportunities that it gave me was that I could, I could be a link or a connection rod among the Baptist pastors. They were scattered just like you. They were limited and restricted in, in meeting together in any group of any size. And so these monthly Zoom meetings really became just a, a point of encouragement and prayer and fellowship for those pastors. Currently, uh, I'm uh, the team leader in Slovakia, and I'm also the team leader in Serbia, where up until COVID, Sandy and I had been traveling for a number of years, uh, ministering in really a, a dynamic church there that is like Mission Covenant. You're thinking outside the box of how we can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, taking what uh, might interest the people outside to draw them in to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this, uh, I just got uh, the newsletter from this church in Novi Sad, and they were having a, um, a baptism in the Donau River, which flows a long way, and, and one of the countries that goes through is Serbia. They were having a, a baptism in, in the Donau with six people, three of whom were former drug addicts. I mean, they are really having a significant impact in their community for Jesus Christ. Um, as well as that, I, I'm an elder currently at our, our international church, English-speaking church in Vienna, and we really are very international there. There's probably about 20 different nationalities that gather together in, in worship there in, um, in Vienna. And Sandy and I recently have been tasked to oversee the uh, adult spiritual formation uh, ministry of our church there. So that is what we are uh, currently doing. Very good. <clears throat> so I know that you've been involved with some of the things going on in Ukraine. Maybe you can share a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to go with that. Uh, I want to show you a, a short video of, uh, of a taken in a, a Baptist church that I've had contact with, with the pastor and his wife for many years. And when, when Russia invaded Ukraine, um, as you might have read, there were a flood of refugees uh, escaping 
from Ukraine into the countries bordering Ukraine, and Slovakia was one of them. And this eastern city of Košice is the largest city in the eastern part and was getting a lot of the refugee flow. And so the pastor, Dalabar, wrote me and asked, you know, if, if there's any way I could find financial resources because they as a church were just running out of their own resources. And I sent a letter out of appeal and Mission Covenant responded quickly and generously. And so the video you're going to see are going to be the re the purchases that your financial gift has allowed the church there in Košice to make on behalf of the refugees that were coming their way. So if the media team can show that. My name is Jeffrey Anderson, and I'm here in Slovakia because I'm teaching at one of the local universities here in Košice. We're near Ukraine, about 60 miles from the border, and we have many refugees coming through, and I've been very grateful to have been at least a small part of helping out at Košice Baptist Church, who was supplying beds, food, some basic supplies, transportation to some of the refugees. It's a very difficult time for a lot of them, and anything that we can do to help, I think is a benefit. This situation has caught everybody by surprise, so we're learning on the job. So, brothers and sisters, please pray for us to have wisdom, to know how to manage our time, how to manage our team, and also to manage the finances that we have at our disposal. Ты вера должна подтверждаться своими делами. А дела ваши дела любви. Вы принимаете нас христиан, и мы попадаем в свою семью, потому что мы христиане это одна семья. The Lord hears what we say and he acts on it. I've seen a great many things being done to help people who are acting because the Lord's guided them to do so. Нашу жизнь контролирует не гороскопы, не гадатели, не правители этого мира, не слепой случай, а живой Бог, который полюбил нас, который умер за нас и который воскрес и ждет нас в небесах. Och, tak jednoznačne mier a pokoj, aby, mm -hmm. aby sa mohli vrátiť domov a aby boli v bezpečí. 
Tak, súhlasím, aby sa mali kam vrátiť hlavne a... Niekto rýchlo skončí. We are uh, very thankful for everybody who's supporting us. Thankful for all your prayers. <clears throat> thankful for your words of support. Thankful for helping hands, people who've come and helped us on the job. Please pray for us to use the opportunities we have to share the gospel, to show Christ's love to the people who are coming. On behalf of the pastor, Dalibar Smolnik, and his wife, Laura, and the multitude of refugees that have gone through their church, I want to thank Mission Covenant for your generosity and your support in this great time of need. And even though, uh, really, the flow of refugees out of Ukraine has slowed a little bit, Koshitsa and a lot of other churches and mission agencies are starting to carry goods into Ukraine. And Koshita has been sending um, semi-trucks loaded with supplies and aids and going into different cities and towns throughout Ukraine with that. And, and recently, a week or two ago, our church in Vienna packed up a van full of goods that they had purchased and secured there in Vienna and made the seven-hour drive into Ukraine and deposited uh, their gifts with a, with a Baptist church in Ukraine. So again, I want to thank you for your generosity and your, your desire to see the gospel of Jesus Christ spread throughout the world. Uh, if I would leave you with a number of prayer requests, let me give you three. Um, you're really catching us at the front end of our um, stay here in America. Uh, this afternoon, we're going to, Lord willing, drive back safely to Chicago, and then shortly thereafter, we're going to fly down to Charlotte, North Carolina, where we have a number of other supporting churches and family and supporters that we hope to visit before we fly back home to Vienna uh, the end of July. So we would ask for safety, that I'd stay alert and uh, watch myself with American drivers. Um, <laughs> And also, uh, secondly, for wisdom for us as we go back. Uh, we want to continue in the ministry within trust that he's given to us both in, in Austria as well as in Slovakia and Serbia and, and for our roles now there at our local church in, uh, as part of the leadership team. We just want to be available um, to be instruments that God uh, could use in, in whatever way he leads us to. And finally, I, I would encourage you to remember Ukraine and Russia. I mean, the war is terrible. Uh, Russia, because of its leader, has been very aggressive. But the gospel is going forth. And there are a lot of people who are hearing and looking for security, for safety, for some kind of word of hope. And that is being proclaimed to the refugees who are um, leaving Ukraine and coming in contact with mission agencies as well as uh, contact inside, but also for Russia. Um, they, too, need the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so I would encourage you to pray for them. At this time, I'd, I'd like to leave you with uh, a personal thought.
that really is applicable for all of us, wherever we're living, whatever our situation is. And it's this, I, I'm sure that with COVID over the last two years, um, like us, many of you have had your plans uh, derailed, uh, delayed, or maybe just lost altogether. Uh, for us, it was that we were supposed to come home here last summer, uh, but God had other plans. I needed a, uh, a heart valve replacement, and so I had that in the hospital in Vienna last October, and it was during that process that there were some suspicious-looking things growing in my kidneys, and so earlier this year, I had uh, kidney surgery on both my kidneys, and by God's grace, uh, the tumors that were taken out were benign, and so I'm feeling pretty good for a 75-year-old and, and just want to be about my father's business again. But sometimes we can get into the mode where we're thinking, well, if I just figure all this out, if I, if I can arrange my life and, and do things in my, in my own mind, I, you know, I can weather this storm. I can, I can solve my own problems. But, you know, the truth is God never wants us to live that way. And Christian author and leader um, Paul David Tripp wrote, it never works that way. And um, we're faced with a choice. Am I going to uh, trust myself and my abilities and my whatever, my bank account, my education, my status or whether, or am, at, in the core of my being, am I trusting God? And I'd like to read a few verses for you, for you to consider. Found in Psalm 62, where the psalmist wrote, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Uh, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. And so whatever you are facing, in your life. I, I would encourage you, as I have to encourage myself every day, who am I trusting this day? Who am I looking to? And um, I want to leave you with, we're all looking for rest. We're looking for security. Uh, we're looking for something that we can hang on to. And let me remind you of some very famous common words that Jesus said in the book of Matthew. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, too often I think we apply that verse only to the need of salvation. But you know, as his children, we need to be running to our loving Heavenly Father every day and looking for all he can supply. The rest is free. The invitation is always there. All we have to do is come. It's a privilege to be with you here again today. God bless you. So I'd like to uh, share a closing word of prayer 
for the Schaefers and just remind you to pray for the, them and the, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and the Christians there. Let's just bow in for a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for, again, the opportunity to have Rob and Sandy here with us and to see how they're working throughout the world. And Lord, we continue to want to be mindful of them and just give them wisdom, give them safety as they travel. And again, we pray for the Christians throughout the world, for especially Ukraine and and, uh, the ministry that is going on. We thank you that we will be able to be a part of the church in Slovakia and, and what they're doing. And we just lift them up and we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen.